PH presents Movies That Matter. What's up, everybody? It's me. It's me. It's uh, J-A-T double B. As always, I'm here with my co-host. The superstar James Starring, the guy that makes the ladies scream until they cream. The legendary Creamin. We are back. We are still alive. We are here to cover our first movie for our new podcast, Movies That Matter. Movies That Matter that you need to be watching. Yep, and we couldn't start with a better movie. This is probably the best movie ever made. Easily a perfect movie. Uh, our favorite movie, both both of us, our favorite movie ever made, uh, Over the Top, Sylvester Stallone, and uh, I mean, top to bottom, just amazing. We're going to rave about this movie, but yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to talk about without getting emotional, honestly. It's going to be real hard to talk about without getting emotional and without going into... I mean, this movie has so many layers of depth. Like, it's just, it's crazy that, I mean, it's everything. It's perfect. Uh, it's got everything you ever want in a movie and, you know, the greatest, probably the greatest actor to ever live. So. Yeah, so the movie starts out with a beautiful um, 80s montage, which I think we've said this before, but man. I wish they would start doing montages of movies again. I wish they would too. Like this, a beautiful song, you know, show, show people doing stuff. I mean, I don't know. They just don't do it anymore. These new movies are all this action fight and stuff that you don't even understand. And you can't even, you can't even watch without having a seizure. Basically. You can't even see what's going on. Yeah. in this movie, I mean, This is a song that starts it out. Yeah, it's called In This Country. Yeah, and basically you if you just picture Sylvester Sloan in a in a truck. Driving across the country. Yeah. This beautiful background. And he's just driving in this old eighteen wheeler in suspenders, a tucked in T shirt. I mean, if that doesn't get you hype, I don't know what does. Yeah, I'm standing up. Yeah, I mean, I'm so excited right now. I'm holding my beer. What? Are, speaking of beer, what are you drinking right now? I'm drinking a tequila soda. What type of soda is it? One of them soda waters? Yeah, one of them bubblies. Damn, what flavor? Lime. Bullshit. All right. You should try tequila with an apple. Yeah, I got uh, Case Amigos. Yeah. <laughs> Whose tequila is that? Quesamigos. I think it's like Casamigos or something, but I always say Quesamigos to piss everybody off. Yeah, yeah. They, that's probably how it's really supposed to be. But doesn't somebody make that? Isn't like somebody famous or something? Oh, I have no idea. I love it, though. It's really good tequila. Well, I right now I've got – I'm drinking some Red Belly. Since it's over the top, I got me a case of Budweiser, um, and then I got a bottle of whiskey. So, you know, every now and then we're going to be doing some shots. Yeah. Um, about to we'll get... definitely... do what now it's about to get real it's about to get real real alright so over the top like we said starts out uh, he's uh, on his way to pick up his son his son Michael who's I mean God, the biggest piece of shit but I mean I, uh... besides <laughs> Goldberg's kid have you ever hated a kid <laughs> I have never, no, I mean, he's the only kid that I would honestly just beat the shit out of. I might put my cigarette out on that kid. Yeah, this kid is terrible, but we'll get into that later. So, yeah, this kid's in Colorado at a military school. He's graduating. Uh, Lincoln Hawk is the character Stallone plays, which, I mean, what a fucking name for a character. If you're named Lincoln Hawk, you're a fucking badass. Yeah, instantly. And you're a truck driver, so you're even in the 80s, so you're even more badass. If I ever have a kid, I'm naming it Lincoln Hawk, boy or girl. Yeah, no matter what. 
and it'll be fine. I mean, who knows if you're – I mean, nowadays when you have a kid, it's both, I think. I'm not real sure. They get to choose when they're older. Okay, fair enough. What age do you get to choose? Is it just when you, like, decide yourself? Yeah, just whatever they want to do, man. All right, that's fair, I suppose. So, yeah, he's on his way to the ceremony, and he's driving. That song's playing. He stops. Now, the ceremony has already started, we're led to believe, but he stops to wash his truck. Yep, cleans up real nice. Yeah, I'm talking about a full wash. He's he's shining the, the hawk uh, symbol on the front. Yeah, polishes it real well. Yeah, he's he's doing the tires. Uh, he's shaving. He's taking a shower at the gas station. Yeah, which back then, I mean, for those of you kids, like a truck stop back then was basically a motel. You know, you could do everything there. You could eat. They had a diner. You could. They had bars. Like you could have some beers. Um, and then when you would pull up at the truck stop, they'd switch your load out for you while you went in and freshened up and stuff like that. So, yeah, everything you needed to do. And so he's he's in no hurry to get to the ceremony. He's really just there to pick Michael up. Yeah, but he wants to, like, you can tell he's a little nervous and he wants to, like, he wants to look good. He's trying to do it right. You know, he doesn't give, like, fuck the ceremony. He's got to pick his kid up. Right. So, and, I mean, what, what what you don't know if you haven't seen it, and what we find out later is, so he doesn't really know his son. He left when his son was a baby. So this is kind of his first interaction with him. But so he arrives at this military school. There's all these rich people in the parking lot. And immediately <laughs> everyone is like, uh, who the hell is this guy? Like literally like in the background, you can hear everybody like, oh, who's this guy? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, like what what is that? Yeah. And the guy at the front gate even goes, hey, man, deliveries are in the back. Yeah, he pulls up in an old, red, rusty, but shiny now, 18-wheeler. I mean, it's an old-ass fucking 18-wheeler with a cab only. Nothing, he's not hauling anything at that time. So, he, you know, pulls up to the to the gate, and the guy's like, yeah, deliveries are out back, man. So yeah. nobody knows who this guy This yeah. guy's the show, you know, he's just a guy. Everyone's like, who's this poor piece of shit? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Turns out he's the greatest guy to ever live. Yeah. So he goes, uh, Michael goes up to see the, uh, what was it, like the colonel or something? I don't know. And Yeah, his yeah. boss or whatever, his superior. Yeah, like the principal of the military school, basically. And uh, he's like, hey, you know, your father's here to pick you up. This kid's an instant asshole. He's like, I don't have a father. And he's like, uh, you know, can I ask this guy for some identification? Which I guess yeah. is a valid question if some random guy's picking you up. Yeah, that you don't know. I mean, you know that he's, he, you know, so looking at his face, he knows that it's his father, but he's just being a dick. Right. And so, so to show his identification, he doesn't show an ID. He doesn't show a birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln Hawk shows this kid a picture of him and his mom at a wedding. Yeah, so it's. When it was their wedding photo, and he pulls it out of a manila envelope, yeah, which is zero proof that he's this kid's father. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he pulls he pulls him and his mom's wedding photo out, <laughs> and then the colonel's okay with it. He's like, "Yeah, that's everyone's okay. okay with it. Everybody's okay with it." So go ahead, go with this truck driver kid. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, he was married to your mom at one time, so yeah, he's obviously yeah, your dad. Get the fuck out of here, you annoying piece of shit. Yeah. So they go into the truck. Uh, Lincoln Hawk takes off his clip-on tie. Which is incredible. Yeah. they uh, Michael's being an asshole. I mean, this kid, this is literally the worst kid ever. I mean, I don't know of a worse kid right now. Yeah. And so he's, uh, they're, you know, they're trying to talk, make small talk or whatever. And the kid's like, I'm sick. Can you pull over, please? So Stallone pulls over. The kid well, they talk about the letters. No, was this was that here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because he's like, where did you get, because where did you get that photo? They're like all those photos that are in his truck when he gets in the truck. And he, oh, yeah. That's he's right. like, oh, you know, your mom sent them to me. He's like, I've written to you, you know, all these times. So to not, you know, a little bit of foreshadowing, but this kid has a piece of shit grandfather that, you know, he comes into play here in a little bit, but he caused some problems. Yeah, and possibly a piece of shit mom, but we'll get into that later. 
Yeah. But we, so yeah, you're right. So he sees all these pictures. He starts asking questions, which leads to one of my favorite acting lines of Stallone's where he says, I never got a single birthday card. And Stallone quickly turns his head and goes, what are you talking about, Mike? (laughs) Perfect acting. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. I mean, just the the urgency on his face, like how he, like, in disbelief, like he had no idea. No idea that this kid had never received. I mean, he read him hundreds of letters. What a great father. Um, (laughs) Honestly, I don't know a better father than him, right? He wrote hundreds of letters. He's got pictures of him all over his cab. And, you know, maybe the kid got him. Maybe the kid didn't. We'll see, you know, as we go through the movie. But, like, that's when the kid's like, oh, I'm sick. Pull over. Yeah, I mean, he's dealing with a lot of emotional shit. Yeah, but, he's also a liar because he wasn't sick. Yeah, he, he runs out of the truck. He, he runs into traffic, which this led to one of my favorite lines, too, where He's running. These cars are like literally like turning sideways to get out of the way There's... of this kid. And you just hear in the background someone go, put a leash on that kid. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody put a leash on that kid. Well, I mean, he's running in the middle of traffic. I mean, you see station wagons because it's the 80s. It's station wagons and Oldsmobiles just sliding sideways. Yeah. So he uh, Stallone has to grab him. He ends up ripping one of the sleeves off of his military jacket. And uh, it's not a good start for this father-son team that hasn't seen each other in 10 years. Yeah, and he says, that's what Michael says, I hate you. And then, by the way, if you want to talk about perfect acting and a perfect line, you know, when Michael goes, I hate you, and Stallone, the look on his face just shows years and years of pain on his face, and he just says, then hate me. So, like, what a great father. Just, like, get it out, hate me. You know, we're going to do this. Hate me. I got to, I got to live with this. Yeah. So they end up going to get some food. He's like, I know a, a place up here that has great steaks. Um, Michael doesn't eat steak cause he's a pussy. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> he, <laughs> so they, they go to this truck stop, which this truck stop is amazing. First of all, it's like a diner, I guess, or a bar. It's a but, truck stop bar diner. It's yeah. the it's perfect. It's basically the Confederate Railroad video Bill's laundromat bar and grill. Yeah, that's what it really is. It's a bar and grill. Yeah. And there are about four hundred people in this place. I mean, this place is jam packed. It's making a shit ton of money. It's wild. Yeah, I mean it is slammed with people and people are just doing all kind of crazy shit in here. <clears throat> they sit down, uh, Stallone orders a steak. The kid freaks out about it, so they I think they get like a tune on whole lead or something. Yeah, he goes, Stallone sits down, he goes, I'll have the steak and Michael have the chicken. And then Michael, you know, being Michael, is like, uh, fried chicken dinner with mashed potatoes and gravy contains over about 2,000 calories or whatever stupid shit he says. And then that's when that guy looks at Stallone out of the corner of his eye that's sitting beside him, where the guy's like, what the fuck is this kid? What's <laughs> yeah, that guy that was awesome. The background guy was hilarious. And then Michael orders a uh, tuna on whole wheat and Lincoln Hawk says, I'll have two. And that's when the waitress kind of looks at him like, cause first of all, Lincoln knows everybody. When he walks in that place, like 40 people go, what's up, Link? Yeah. Hey, how's it going, Hawk? Like, what's up, Link? And then everybody's like, ah, fuck yeah, Link's here. Like they're here stoked to have him here. Cause he's such a good guy. He makes yeah. everybody better around him. You know what I mean? Yeah, so when he when he goes, I'll have that too, the waitress looked at him and he was like, ah, you know what, what the fuck can I do, man, this kid? Yeah, this look what I'm with. Look at yeah. this. And so <laughs> this leads to one of my favorite movie scenes of all time. If maybe not one of the top five in history of cinema. Right, so they're sitting there waiting for their food. This guy walks up with a long blonde mullet wearing uh, suspenders and I think a cutoff shirt. He's got a cutoff shirt. He's got earrings, a couple of earrings in each ear. Yeah, this is uh, the actor Magic Schwartz. Good friend of the podcast. A good Real friend good of friend. ours. We'll get into that. But yeah, in the movie, he is the smasher. Yeah. Uh, he's I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever, you know, or I guess it's 2020. I have to say folks, not guys. If you folks have ever, <laughs> if you folks have ever, you know, come across somebody named the smasher, but, um, they, you know, pretty much all they do is smash. Right. So. If they're called the smasher, you don't want to spend a lot of time with them. 
No. And it, you want to be their friend and you want to smash with them. Uh, yeah. So he, he says, hey, are you Hawks? And Stallone says, yeah. And he says, uh, who are you? He goes, I'm the smasher. I heard, <laughs> I heard you're the best around. I heard you're the man to beat around here. Yeah, you're the man to beat. Slow goes, don't believe everything you hear. He goes, I don't. I don't believe anything. Just, just a great response. Screams at him. I don't. I don't believe anything. So I mean, that's fair. I mean, if you're the smasher, you don't believe anything. You have to see it all come to fruition. Yeah, it's not us. Uh, I mean, it's it's good. It's, sometimes it's good not to believe everything you hear right away. Yeah, I mean that's you know. So he challenges him to an arm wrestling match. Um, well, he goes after he says, "I don't believe anything." He goes, "I don't, I don't believe anything." And then he looks him straight dead in the face, as anybody named the Smasher would. And he goes, "I got a foul." Says, "I tear your arm off." <laughs> so he's yeah. betting. Basically, what's happening here, in case you people don't understand arm wrestling, he's betting him a thousand dollars. The Smasher is betting a thousand dollars on himself. At a truck stop can, bar and grill on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday night, saying that he can, he's going to tear your arm off. A thousand dollars says I tear your arm off. I mean, how much were truckers making in 1987? A lot of money because there were no trucking laws. I don't know if you knew the laws. You could just haul ass. You know, you just drive and drive and drive, sleep in your truck. There was no. Nowadays, they're all. You know, they've made truck drivers. They belittled them. You can only drive eight hours in a day. You can only do this. But back then, you could just go and go and go. It didn't even matter. Just, just a shitload of cocaine and a bunch of lot lizards, and you're good. Yeah. So this is where I want to tell my Magic Sword story. So basically, I was in training school with the Coast Guard. Um, like I said, you know, I make everyone watch this movie when I first meet them. So I had a lot of new friends I was in school with. And I was like, hey, we're going to watch Over the Top. You guys are going to love it. So we're sitting around, me and like five other people, we're watching Over the Top. The scene comes on. And we're all like, dude, that guy who plays the Smasher is fucking incredible. So I look it up. I get his name, Magic Swartz. I look up. He has a website. Um, so I get on his website. And his website is incredible. It says... Yeah. Magic Swartz professional bad guy is his yeah. <laughs> and it lists all of his movies. He's been in a million movies. Uh, he's done MMA. He's done UFC. He's done he's wrestling. Wrestled. Yeah, he's done pro wrestling. I mean, he's literally a professional bad guy. He builds his own Harleys. Yeah, but, and works on old hot rods, too. Yeah, he's the definition of a badass. He's the definition of... If, if you want to be a badass in your life, you need to do what the Smasher does. Yeah, so I'm checking out this dude. So that's I'm like, dude, this guy is fucking incredible. And I go to the bottom, and it says, I love interacting with fans and people. Give me a call and has his real phone number. <laughs> and his email, which is was an AOL. It's, his email still still an AOL email. Probably to this day. No, it is. Uh, I know it is. So... I'm like, this is amazing that he just puts his phone number on here. Let's call him. So I put it on speakerphone. I call. He picks up. He says hello. And the first thing I say to him is, I got a thou that says I'll rip your arm off. (laughs) And he just goes, who the fuck is this? (laughs) I mean, this was like 2000... Eight or nine. It may have even been before that, dude. So this is 20 years after that movie was made. And he picks up his phone and someone just says, I got a foul that says I'll rip your arm. <laughs> so anyways, I go, no, man, I'm kidding. I go, I'm Buck. You know, I'm a huge fan. And we're sitting here watching Over the Top. Like, you know, you, you made some badass movies, blah, blah, blah. I'm just bullshitting with him. He's asking me what I do. I mean, super nice guy. And I hang up. We're all laughing about it. And he calls me back immediately. And he says, hey, man, um, give me your address. I'll send you an autographed picture. Damn, what a badass. Pretty awesome. So a couple weeks later, I get this picture in the mail. It's, It's him and Stallone arm wrestling. And it says... Two buck, kick some ass, the smasher. <laughs> I mean, that 
who does that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I still have it to this day. It yeah. is, and it's he is a guy who me and you still text to this day, and he'll still reply to us. Oh, yeah, he still talks to us. We've been talking to him for a long, long time. I usually hit him up around WrestleMania because, you know, he used to kind of show up at events. You know, WrestleMania is just a huge event for, like, all badasses. And, you know, anybody doing anything kind of hangs around WrestleMania. So just to see if he's going to be around, talk to him a little bit. But uh, he's a he's a good dude, and he's a fucking – he's a goddamn smasher. He's such a badass. Yeah, Magic Swartz, support him if you can. He's a great guy. Personal and friend of ours, uh, friend of the that's, podcast. That's one of my favorite stories that's ever happened in my life. <laughs> Two buck kicks of ass. Smasher. <laughs> I mean, what a perfect thing to write. Yeah, I mean, that's what the Smasher writes. The yeah, Smasher yeah. doesn't write anything other than that. Yeah, he also didn't sign it Magic Swartz. He signed it the Smasher. I know, which is incredible. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. So, yeah, they're about to arm wrestle. Uh, Mike's, Mike, you know, Michael's never met his dad. He has no idea that this dude arm wrestles. So this has to be really fucking weird for this kid. And uh, so he, he asks, I mean, legitimately, he asks, you know, are you about to fight? And Stallone just turns his head around and goes, no, daddy's got to go to work. Or dad's got to go to work. Which, yeah. <clears throat> you know, the only time I've ever heard that in a movie, The Rock says that in Fast and Furious. When he, he's in the hospital and he sees those explosions down the road. And his daughter is like, what's wrong, Dad? And he goes, Daddy's got to go to work. And he flexes and rips that cast off. Yeah, which is amazing. But he wouldn't have done that without Stallone going to work and over the top. That line came from this movie. Yeah, easily. So he goes to arm wrestle, and this is the first time we see the the villain of the movie, which is Bull Hurley. Yeah, he kind of uh, he walks. This guy, go. Ahead. I don't know how to describe him. He's probably three hundred pounds. Probably six. Probably six six three hundred pounds. Ball headed. Fu Manchu. Fu Manchu. Sunglasses inside. When you wore sunglasses inside back then, you were a badass. Now you're a pussy. It's crazy how that changed. Yeah. Okay, so Bull Hurley walks up to this kid. Who's squeezing a stress ball. Yeah, this is a grown man talking to a 12-year-old child. And he says, hey, what are you doing with that guy? And Michael goes, that's my father. (laughs) And Bull just goes, that's too bad. too bad, kid. Shakes his head. And... So from the time, how many steps would you say it's from the door to Michael? Uh, like 12. 12, probably, I would say 15 at the most, 10 at the least, probably 12, because you're incredible at steps. Um, yeah. From the time it showed him, he had just a like, couple beads of sweat on his forehead. Once he makes it to oh, Everybody sweats in this movie profusely. Yeah. But for the 12 steps he gets to Michael, he's he's the sweat is on his shirt. It's pouring off his head from the time he makes it there. Yeah, I feel like on set, it was just 150 degrees at all times. Everyone is sweating through everything. Like, it's like they're filming in Zimbabwe. Yeah. So Stallone arm wrestles this guy. He wins. Yeah, first of all, they did. We talk about when the smasher gets ready to go. His uh, one of his buddies. How many times does he get slapped in the face? Like six. Yeah, I was about to say at least six. to get ready. The Smasher looks at his buddy. And his buddy just starts slapping him in the face like six to eight times. Slaps the shit out of him. Then he slams yeah. his arm down on the table and starts fucking screaming. And that's how you get jacked up, man. This is the first time actually in the movie. So those of you who don't know what arm wrestling is. Um, you got to put your, your hands, you, you know, you put your elbow down on the ground, you lock hands and the winner puts the losers backside of their hand down to the ground, like down onto the table or whatever surface you're on. And this is when Stallone, he gets down a little bit and you see what we don't really know. This is kind of like over the top, but he, he takes his thumb, moves it around and then moves his fingers over the top. And then comes through Ben Smasher's wrist back and slams it. 
and being the sport, what a great athlete, what a great sport. The smasher that has a foul that says, I'll, you know, I got a foul that says I can tear your arm off. The moment he loses, he nods his head at Lincoln Hawk like like a badass will do in defeat, like a humble badass will do in defeat and said, get the man his money and walks off. Yeah, I mean, it's got to suck to lose $1,000 in a bar and grill at a truck stop. On a Tuesday. Yeah, in an arm wrestling bag. <laughs> but he took it really well. Uh, he's a professional. And he's, I mean, he's a humble badass. He's just a, he's a great man. Yeah, so Stallone comes back to Michael. He's, I mean, his shirt is drenched in sweat. And Bull Hurley now looks like somebody hit him with a water hose. Yeah, they are both. Bull Hurley, David, arm wrestling. He's covering sweat. His shirt is, you could wring his shirt out and you'd get a couple glasses out of it. Yeah, and, and Lincoln Hawk goes, how you doing, Bull? And Bull goes, better than you. Yeah, he hits him. <laughs> I say that line all the time now to all my employees. Like, I'll walk into work and they go, how you doing today, Jamie? And I go, better than you. And I just walk off. <laughs> I swear to God, ever since I watched this movie, <laughs> when someone asks me how I'm doing, I always say better than better you. Better than you, yeah. Because that's, I mean, I've never heard a better answer to how are you doing. Like, think of all yeah. the answers you could hear. Like, oh, I'm doing well. Oh, you know, I'm, oh, life sucks. Like, I'm a pussy. I'm, you know, I, I suck. I'm incredible. Nope. The best thing is better than you. Yeah. And to be fair, I probably am doing better than most of the people I'm talking to. Yeah, it's the truth. It's a true statement. Yeah, so Bull Hurley wants to arm wrestle, which is kind of fucked up because Lincoln Hawk just arm wrestled. But, <laughs> you know, Hawk's like, let's save it for Vegas. What does he say? He go, he he hits him on the he hits him on the shoulder. And he goes, hey, man, double or nothing, Hawk. Hawk goes, nah, let's save it for Vegas. And, and Bull goes, come on, I feel like kicking some ass. And he laughs. <laughs> he goes, you ain't got a prayer yeah, in you Vegas. You ain't got a prayer in Vegas. Uh, so yeah, it's an awesome scene, and uh, then um, they call the mom, and Michael's talking to the mom. The mom's sick in the hospital; she has a heart disease, I think, a cancer. Yeah, Something. so she's she's sick. She's, she's fucked in the hospital. Up, yeah, it's not Corona, yeah. by the way. It's not coronavirus. No, which, you know, it could have been now if they if they redo this movie, which this isn't a movie you read. If they remake this movie, honest to God, I'll go to jail because I'll murder somebody. I'll murder the yeah. person remaking it. Yeah, you got a so, live, t- live podcast right now. Yeah, this ain't a movie you remake. But Corona would be a good disease to use now. Yeah. But, yeah, she has a heart disease, I think. And so she's in the hospital. And Michael's like, you know, why am I with this guy? I mean, a valid question. And she's like, it's important to get to know your father. She knows she's dying. She wants him, you know, she wants him to know his dad. His dad left 10 years ago or whatever. But what's so hilarious about this, she says, I have to go, which I don't know what she has to do, dialysis or something. And she goes, let me talk to your father real quick. So Stallone gets on the phone. Now, he left this lady 10 years ago. He gets on the phone and goes, hey, honey, how are you doing? (laughs) Like it's yesterday. But he still, he loves her. You can tell how much he really does love her. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine leaving my wife and child, but still writing them every day and, like, keeping in contact. Like, it's kind of a weird situation, but I just saw his lyrics that he, he repeatedly called her honey. Yeah. He, it, was like, it was like they were still married. Well, she loves him, too. You could tell that they love each other, but something, you can just kind of tell that something forced them apart or, like, there's just, there's, it's, there's a bigger theme here. Right. So this leads to another great scene where they're in, they're back in the truck, they're driving down the road. This awesome song is playing. Uh, all I need is you. Yeah, all I need is you. One of the, I mean, it's a wonderful written song. Yeah, it's one of my favorite songs on the soundtrack. And Michael turns the radio off because he's a he's a fucking asshole. He's a piece of yeah. shit. Yeah. So Stallone turns it back on. They're kind of fighting over the radio, and Stallone goes, "That's a good song, Mike." And he's he gets on to him about all this shit. I mean, this kid is terrible. Yeah. And uh, we have a scene where uh, we introduce the grandfather who's also a villain, Robert Loja. Yeah, great actor. 
Oh, he's amazing. Yeah, he's good in Sopranos. He's a phenomenal bad guy in this movie. Yeah, unnecessary roughness. Oh yeah, great, great sidekick in that movie. Great coach, assistant coach. He has a he has an amazing voice. Mm-hmm. He has a so voice he, that's weathered some storms. That's for sure. Oh yeah. So he's the father of the chick who's dying. He's the father of Stallone's dying wife. And yeah, Michael's he, grandfather. He hates Lincoln Hawk, and so hates he's not. Him. He's not happy about which. I just realized that he's not introduced right here. We we do see him at the military school. We didn't talk about it earlier. He's yeah. pissed off that they let him go. Yeah, but but he uh yeah he hates Stallone, and he's uh you know him and his daughter are talking about it, and then we go back to the truck. Stallone just pulls over. They're gonna sleep in the truck, as all eighties truck drivers do. Yeah, of course. And Stallone says, you know, you can put your head on my shoulder if you you know, get tired or whatever. Kids like, I'll be fine. Cut to Stallone's on his shoulder. Yeah. The dad sleeping on the son's shoulder. What a, yeah. Oh, you know, they're starting to bond. They're starting to bond a little bit. They are starting to bond, but what, I don't know. What a great father. And, and this leads to the, one of the greatest montages I've ever seen. Easily. Which, which is they're on the side of the road. Meet me halfway starts playing, which is the main theme of the song. Mm-hmm. Meet me halfway by Kenny Loggins, one of my favorite songs ever made. Top five, and it's also played throughout the movie slowly, just the piano. Yep. But here it's played in full, and they're doing a roadside truck workout. Yeah, which actually with coronavirus going on and all the gyms closed, this is a good thing for you to adapt to. It's a good thing to adapt to. And before they even start, doesn't he rip his other sleeve off of his military jacket? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I think he does that after. Uh, he yeah, he does that during this workout. Yeah. But it's a gr- great workout. It's calisthenics. Um, they're doing yoga before it's even yoga. Back when you like this is real yoga, none of this, you know, not your mama's yoga, as DDP would say. Yeah, I mean, this is an incredible workout. This is if you're looking for something to do because all the gyms are closed, watch this thing. I would buy an 18 wheeler with a grill like that on it because they're doing. Well, you really just need the grill. You can put the grill up on your wall. Yeah, an 18-wheeler grill. Yeah, you can put it up on your wall and then do, like, pull-ups and uh, curls, like, body curls on it. Yeah. It's a good idea, actually. I might look into that tomorrow, see if I can order one. Yeah, I know it's got to be rough for you with all the gyms closed. It's been real rough, dude. Um, I've just got these elastic bands that I stand on and do workouts with. (laughs) So yeah, so they're they're driving down the road. Uh, Lincoln Hawk is showing Mike his uh, he's got a cable machine in his truck somehow. Yeah, it's like um, if you're in a gym and you ever do uh, what the fuck is a machine where you do your like chest? It's a, it's a cable machine, like I just said. Yeah, cable machine, like you just said. So yeah, he has one literally <laughs> in his truck. It's amazing. Which is, yeah, which I don't know. I don't have one in my car. Uh, it's embarrassing, actually. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Mike, Mike can't do the weight because he's a fucking pussy, and <laughs> he gets really uh, like mad about it and starts basically saying that Stallone is a dumbass. Yeah, because he's a truck driver. Yeah, because he's a truck driver and asking him about books that he reads. And this cable machine is, you know, it's there for a reason. So when Stallone drives across the country or Lincoln Hogg drives across the country. All he's doing with his right arm is working out with that cable machine, like training for arm wrestling. So, like, he's focused all the time, uh, which is yeah. what a, um, it's what the best in the world do. You know, if you're the best at what you do, you train all the time. Yeah. And he, so at this point, since he called him a dumb for driving a truck or whatever, he, he, he asked Michael to drive the truck, right. see if he can do it. He's so smart. Yeah. He gets, it's the first time. It's the first time you see Lincoln get frustrated with Michael. You know, he's trying to be really patient. He's a great father, but he just really, yeah, he has that line where he goes, "Are you are you mad at or are you annoyed with me?" Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, we passed annoyed about a mile." Yeah, back. he's like, "Oh, you're aggravated. Are you going to hit me?" And he starts laughing. He goes, "Boy, I passed aggravation a mile back." He whips it off the side of the road. And Michael's like, "What?" He goes, "Drive, genius. If you're so smart, you get over here and you drive." 
which actually, if you're trying to get you know your kid, it's a it's a it's a good move. It's a good bonding experience. It's a pro move. Get yeah. So they go to another truck stop to eat, which I mean, eating at truck stops everywhere is <laughs> an amazing. First, they go well. Before that, when Michael drives, we got to talk about how he drives because he's the worst <laughs> driver I've ever fucking seen, and he's almost wrecks like a hundred times. At one point, they go; he's taken uh, like a left bend, and they almost go off like a cliff. It looked like the the cliff looked like the end of Temple of Doom when Kali Ma falls off the end of that, and then Stallone's sitting there going back and forth because it's got a clutch and he can't get it into gear. And he just looks at it's. This is what the comedy comes in. It's one of the greatest jokes I've ever heard. He looks at Mike and he goes, "I always want to know what it was like to be a milkshake," <laughs> <laughs> which is, I mean, just it just shows how incredible Stallone's acting skills are. How he can go from being upset, serious, to lighthearted, I, making a joke. You know, I almost feel like Stallone made that joke on the fly. I would say he ad libbed. I would say he ad libbed that. Yeah, well before. I mean, we probably wouldn't have the office without that joke. You know, yeah, or like mid nineties Saturday Night Live, like the way Chris Farley and Will Ferrell and those guys ad lib. They probably watched over the top and saw that. So, and that joke is what got him. I mean, there was probably no ad lib even before that. So, yeah, terrible driver. But I mean, he's a terrible kid in general. Yeah. So they go to this truck stop to eat. Uh, Lincoln Hawk sees these kids about Michael's age. Punks hanging out. Yeah, they're playing pinball or some shit. Super Mario pinball, I think. And uh, Hawk takes this opportunity to teach his 12-year-old son how to hustle money. <laughs> and, you know, he goes, hey, this, you know, my kid can beat you at arm wrestling. And that punk kid goes, if this kid beats me, I'll kill myself. Yeah. Which was hilarious. Yeah, it was hilarious. This kid had spiked hair and a face full of acne. He was he was wearing cutoff gloves. Though. Yeah, cutoff spiked gloves. So they arm wrestle. They say best two out of three, and I think like Stallone ten dollars to the kids one dollar. Yeah, it's ten to one odds, and Stallone made the kid take his gloves off because it's illegal, which is because he plays by the rules because he's an honorable man. Yeah, so they had the first one, and. This kid smashes Michael. I mean, Michael's a pussy. Yeah. And Michael, <laughs> since he's a pussy, just runs out of the place crying. Yeah, and it's, I'm telling you right now, I've never heard anybody cry worse than him. Like, the way he cries. This ain't acting cry. Like, this kid was really crying. Yeah, it made me want to smack the shit out of him just by the sound of him crying. Like, it was worse than Matt Damon in that one movie where he's on a planet by himself. Uh, <laughs> not when, not the one where he was only by himself, but the one where Matthew McConaughey went to a bookshelf to because the slaughterhouse was a book one time. Oh, yeah, I know. He's, they use it for all the memes. I know. He's yeah, that. where he was crying because Space Odyssey and Slaughterhouse happened and Matthew McConaughey went to a bookshelf. But anyway... Um, well, this had all, one of the great like lo, like background lines too, where like the kid runs out crying and Sloan goes, "Hey, remember it's one, it's uh, best out of three. and the kid just goes, "Hey, let's do ten out of ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I don't even <laughs> I don't know what that means, but <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. So Mike's just the biggest bitch, dude, and Stallone. Uh, you know, pumps him up. He's like, you know, if you walk away from this, you're going to regret it. I mean, this is the best father of all time. Yeah, and, and it's like, and he's like, what? he's worried about losing. He's like, if you lose, you lose. You know, you keep going. Like, the world needs somebody halfway. You know, if you lose, you lose. You take your loss. You be a man. You move on. You got to face yeah, life. Yeah, good advice. I don't know what that's like because I've never lost at anything. But... <laughs> So they go back in. Mike's all pumped up now. The kid, the punk kid goes, this is going to hurt, Wimp. What do you think about that? Great promo. Maybe the the worst comeback I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Michael goes, I think your breast stinks. Yeah, in the 80s, though, it's not that bad. I mean, they're cutting promos on each other. They're kids. It's pretty bad. 
but it's I mean this kid is such a bitch. Yeah. But yeah, so he starts uh winning, he wins it, he's all pumped up. This actually got me really excited to start a preteen arm wrestling. Uh like similar to cockfighting, where I just go around and get twelve year olds to arm wrestle each other and people gamble on it. Okay, yeah, I'd be down. I would gamble. Yeah, I think it'd be really awesome. So Michael calls his mom and brags about it, and she's like, I'm very proud of you, which she has she has zero questions for either of them about why were you gambling on arm wrestling in a truck stop diner. Yeah, she's, I guess she's, she's about to die. She didn't give a fuck. I think her brain's not even there anymore. <laughs> I think she's just happy he's happy, and she's like, she's just happy they're bonding I mean, you know, she just doesn't know what else to do. Like, I mean, if you gave your 12 year old to somebody who you haven't seen in 10 years and you find out that he's gambling on arm wrestling in a truck stop, would you at least be like, hey, like, what the fuck is going on over there? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she's not even worried about it. No, she, because she knows Link. You know what I mean? She knows Link. She knows Link. Which, by the way, she calls him Link right here. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible nickname for Lincoln. Yep, one of the greatest uh, video game characters of all time. I honestly, I'd say that's how they got that because Over the Top came out before Zelda, huh? Yeah, that's probably where it came I from. Don't know. Link is an incredible name. Yeah, Link. I guess they made a name, you know, Link after him. So that's, I mean, this movie's most influential movie ever made, probably. Yeah, more than Casablanca, more than Alien. Yeah, I don't know. It's Link is on the phone with his ex-wife. We see in the background, Michael gets kidnapped. These two guys just grab him. Obviously, like the work, guys who work for the grandpa trying to steal this kid. And this scene is incredible because so they take him. Lincoln Hawk runs out of the place. Another guy grabs Hawk and they start like a fist fight, like a five-minute fist fight. Yeah, it's incredible. So this car, this truck, they grab the kid, they put him in a truck. This truck is going about 90 miles per hour. <laughs> it makes three or four turns during the fist fight. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. But Lincoln Hawk gets in his truck and runs down this truck. After beating the shit out of that guy. Yeah. He is able to run down in a 18-wheeler, which he didn't have any gear on the back, but still. Yeah. He's able to run down this truck after it made four or five turns that he didn't even see and grab him and he side uh, swipes the truck into like some parking lot. Yeah. I mean, no one's, no one's even noticing any of this is going on. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. No one's even really looking at what's going on. He runs out. Does he have a mag light or a pipe wrench? I think it's a mag light. I think it's a mag light too, which is a great weapon. It's honestly, it's a weapon that nobody uses anymore that you can fuck people up with. Yeah. So it's a hilarious scene. And then the next scene is the lawyer of the grandpa saying, hey, like they're talking about the custody case. Like, hey, you think we can get custody of this kid? Like, hey, if you want custody of this kid, maybe you shouldn't have tried to kidnap him. Yeah. <laughs> that same day. Yeah. It's yeah. uh, it's kind of crazy. But so anyways, they're back in the truck like nothing happened. And the lawyer's basically saying they have no chance to win custody. Yeah, because it's his father. Um. Lincoln says, you know, Lincoln's talking about the arm wrestling tournament to to son. And Mike says, you know, can I ask you a question? You know, why did you leave us 10 years ago? I mean, valid question, right? I feel like you got to ask that at some point as a son to a father. Yeah. So why did you leave us? And this was Lincoln Hawk's response. Well, I had some reasons. Yeah. (laughs) And you can see, I mean, here's where the acting comes in. What a good actor, because you know, like, listen to us say that. You won't understand, but when you watch this movie, if you haven't seen it, um, you'll see the look on Stallone's face as he's playing the character of Lincoln Hawk. When he says, I have some reasons, you believe him 100%. You know that there's something greater, you know, a force greater that causes to happen, right? You you believe him 100%. No, if I, if I was like, hey, man, where have you been? And he said, well, I had some reasons. And if he said it like that, I'd yeah. be like, all right, man, you had some reasons. Like, Word. You can tell cool. he had some shit going on. Yeah, there's some sh- real shit because you can tell he's a legit dude. Yeah. So then you're like, ah, oh, you know, cool. You know, we're going to talk about this later, pal. You know, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, so they arrive at the hospital in California. Uh, the They go to the front desk. They're like, uh, you know, we're here to see, uh, what was her name? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> it's like Catherine or Caroline or. Yeah, it's irrelevant, I suppose. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, she dies. So, well, it's hilarious because the nurse is like, well, who are you to her? And he says her husband, which isn't true. They haven't been married in 10 years. Yeah, but I don't think they ever got divorced. I think he. They've just, just been married. I'm pretty sure they've just always been married, dude. For 10 years? Yeah, I'm telling you, he just went off. There's no way they got divorced because she would have never signed the papers. You can tell by looking at, or you can tell by watching, like, they never did the papers. Like, he just got forced out and left. And he had to leave because it was what was best for her and the kid because there's no way any, like, I don't, I don't think they got divorced, man. It never says anything in the movie, but I'm pretty sure that he just had to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. But so the doctor's like, you know, she passed away in surgery today. And, uh, you know, Lincoln's upset. He looks over at Michael. Michael knows instantly what's going on. He runs out of the hospital because that's all he does is run away. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think we should do a shot. Yeah, for for us. <laughs> For the lady, we don't even know her name. Yeah, for Lincoln Hawk's wife. I mean, this is a serious moment, and it's actually very emotional. Um, it's it's really sad. So her name is Christina. Ah, see, I knew yes. it started with a C. Christina Hawk. I knew it started um, with a C. Yeah, you were right. Um, but I do think we should do a shot for her. Um, she was a great mother and she just, she had a shitty father and it's, I don't know. There's just a lot going on there. Um, I know All we right. kind of talked lightly about her a little bit, but. All right. So here, uh, what was her name? Christina Hawk. Okay. So if you're listening at home, get, get your favorite alcoholic beverage, liquor. Yeah. And we're um, going to do a shot for Christina Hawk in memory, memory. Four years. Pour yourself a couple fingers, and uh, I'll do uh, cheers to Christina Hawk. Mm, rest in peace. Ah, all right. Okay, so. What'd you I, take a shot of? The I got the bottle of Amigos right here. Oh, some of that Costa, Casa Amigos. Yeah. So Mike runs out. He's upset. Obviously, his mom just died. And the funniest part about this is he's upset. Well, he's valid. I mean, valid. His mom died, and he could have spent the last two days with her if he wasn't out and about. Yeah, he's pissed. Uh, I had, had to drive across the country. Yeah, so he's blah, pissed, blah, blah, blah. which makes sense. But he runs to this taxi and gets in the taxi, and Lincoln Hoss running after him. This taxi driver takes this kid who's running from his dad and just drives away. Just drives away. In the eighties you could do that though. I like, guess I guess so. I guess I'm so used to like today's world that I don't realize that none of this is weird. Yeah, the eighties were the it's incredible, dude. You could go to the mall and just hang out by yourself. You know, you're you could be ten and your mom could shop all day at the mall and you could just wander through the fucking mall. I have no idea where she is for hours. And nobody worried about each other. Nobody worried. Yeah, it's a different time. Well, it's just people were stealing kids and shit. It just wasn't on TV. It wasn't on your cell phone. Or yeah, you didn't tweet about it. Yeah, nobody was, you know, there's none of those uh, my friends missing posts on Facebook or whatever the fuck's happening. Yeah. So we cut to the funeral, one of my favorite funeral scenes ever, because the the pastor is literally in the middle of the ceremony. Well, do you call it a funeral ceremony? Whatever it is. <laughs> He's in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's literally in the middle of talking and Lincoln Hawk just walks in the middle of everyone. Yeah, he's wearing um he's wearing black. Well, first before that it even shows it cuts to a scene where he's sitting on the on the hood of his 18-wheeler with his feet on the grill and it's playing Meet Me Halfway. No, that's after, that's after the funeral. Is it after the funeral? Yeah. Damn, okay. Well, he walks up with black jeans, a tucked-in black shirt, with his hair fixed. Does he have a tie? He has a tie on, a black tie with gray stripes, and he's wearing suspenders. Suspenders and cowboy boots. And he has a 
just some sort of bundle of flowers. Yeah, but he he walks in late in the middle and walks in the middle of everyone, stares at Michael for like 30 seconds, and then drops some flowers and leaves. Just the most boss move of all time. Yeah. And just walks off. And then it shows, then it cuts the scene, the sunset, which is like one of the most moving scenes in the movie, actually. If you've never seen a good, like, reflecting on my life scene, yeah, I mean this is this is incredible. Does this remind you of? I mean, honestly, this scene. Rem- I don't know what's more important, this scene or Macho Man. I was about to say um, it, it reminded me of the Macho Man picture where he's looking out on the ocean, where he's where he's just contemplating about life, looking out on the ocean and pure in the in his blue jeans, his denim, and his cowboy boots, sitting on the rocks at the ocean. Yeah, every and time I, every time I see an ocean, I'll look out on it. Yeah, obviously. So they uh at this point Michael's back with his grandpa, he's done with his dad. Um Lincoln Hawk goes to the grandpa's house and uh the guards won't let him in. They're like, You're not welcome here. Yeah, won't let him in at all. They're being man honestly they're being assholes. They yeah. know who he is. They're yeah, they do was being a real asshole. They're being shit bastards. So he backs up politely just to ram the front gate, drive to the yard. Intense music. Yeah. He rams the gate, drives to the yard, breaks everything. Runs over a few like ritzy bird baths and, and statues and shit. Literally drives anyway. literally drives through the front door. Through the front of the house, which is incredible. Yeah. He comes in. Um first of all, do you think Lincoln Hawk, the character, was was hammered when he did it. <laughs> like, he did that good face hammer and was like, fuck it, dude, I'm going to talk to Michael. I'm going to talk, like, fuck, yeah. And he was, I would say he's at wit's end right now. And he feels like that he's about to lose everything. And nothing's going to stop him from trying not to lose everything. I'll put it that way. So he gets in the house. He's he's trying to talk to Michael, and this is another one of my. I mean, there's so many great one-liners in this movie, but the the grandpa's freaking out, and he's like, you know, you room like he's saying all this shit to him, and then he just goes, "Damn you!" Screams, yeah. "Damn you!" And as serious as he could be, and as quietly as you could say it, Sloan just goes, "Damn you!" And it was when he said, "Damn you." I was scared for my life. Yeah. I mean, not a lot of actors could do that. No. And that, I mean, that goes back to show you how versatile he is as an actor. He's phenomenal. I mean, he literally looked at someone and said, damn you in a calm demeanor. And I knew that he would murder the earth right then and there. I knew that if coronavirus was around back then, it would have dropped dead. Yeah. So, so the, the bodyguards grab Hawk, which one of the bodyguards is played by Terry Funk, a legendary wrestler. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Friend of friend of the podcast. Yeah, he's amazing. But so yeah. they uh Lincoln Hawk gets arrested. The fastest police response of all time. I mean, the police were there in two minutes. <laughs> somehow. So Lincoln Hawk's in jail. He's this jail, it's also 180 degrees in this jail because Lincoln Hawk is just covered in sweat. Covered. In sweat. It yeah. looks like, I mean, honestly, he could have filmed that scene and the scene from Rambo 1 where Art was spraying him off in <laughs> Rambo 1. He goes, what's the matter? You don't like water sports? And he starts dying laughing. <laughs> yeah. So he's in jail. The lawyer comes to see him, the grandpa's lawyer. And He's being a total douche, man. And he's like, he basically says, hey, we won't press charges if you just hand over custody of Michael. Yeah, just get the hell out of my life. Yeah. And he's like, you know, is that what Michael wants? Michael's there. This kid's dressed in a suit. He's a, just the biggest pussy. <laughs> kid's like, he's like, hey, uh. You know, if I go with you, you know, I don't know where we're going to be or if you're going to leave. I mean, these are all, to be fair, I mean, this kid's a big pussy, but 
to be fair, these are all valid points. You should probably choose the grandpa. I mean, he's only known this guy for two days. He's in jail. And in the two days he's known this guy, he's driven across the country. He's arm wrestled somebody. He saw arm wrestle. He had to eat diner food the whole time. He worked out on the side of the road for an 18-wheeler. His mom died. His grandpa no is idea. rich as fuck, too. His grandpa is super rich. Yeah. And you kind of get to this point where you can see what happened, you know, like his grandpa's super rich. He has this daughter. His daughter fell in love with a, a legit dude who was a truck driving arm wrestler. And he hated him because, you know, he wanted his daughter to fall in love with a doctor or some other, some piece of shit douchebag. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like that happens a lot in real life. These rich, you know, these rich girls, they find these bad boys or what they think, like, you know, guys that their father's going to hate. Yeah, the opposite of their shitbag father. Right. But so Mike's like, I'm going to choose it. And, you know, Lincoln Hawk takes it as good as anyone could possibly take it. And yeah. just says, hey, Mike, I just want you to remember one thing. The world meets nobody halfway. You got to do what's best yeah. for you. Always do that. Always do what's best for you. If you want something, you got to take it. And I mean, the world, honestly, is there a better line than the world meets nobody halfway? That scene, I mean, I'd say, you know, you and I probably first watched this movie together in probably 1997, 1998. Yeah, I think that's fair. Somewhere around that time, we knew about it. It was our favorite movie before, but, like, that line has stuck with me my whole life. Like, and it's it's true, like. Oh, I've I've heard you on multiple occasions tell people the world meets nobody halfway. Yeah, I say it all the time, and all my employees, my kids at work, like, they'll all, like, they say, you know, they come in, they cry about some stupid shit, you know, I didn't get to buy this pair of shoes, I'm like, well, the world meets nobody halfway, kid, (laughs) you know, if you want something, you gotta take it, you know, keep your chin up, get out there and figure it out, so it's like, and that's true, the world ain't gonna meet you, you know, you can't, if you're expecting the world to meet you, then you're going to miss that spin around the sun that you get. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Hawk makes a deal. He gets out of jail. He's headed to Vegas for this tournament. Now this next scene, this is all in one scene, which is in the background, Meet Me Halfway Again is playing one of the greatest songs. Yeah. One of the greatest songs and one of the greatest piano riffs. Oh my God. So this is all in one scene. Mike is in his mom's room. He's searching for whatever. I think he's searching for the letters, but we, they don't. He's searching for letters. He's checking everything, and he finds them. Yeah, so he finds so all everything's the letters, true. which actually begs the question. So the letters are in a purse, an old purse of the mom. So did the mom hide the letters, or did the grandpa hide the letters? I think the grandpa hid the letters. The mom wouldn't do that. Because they were in the mom's room in one of the mom's old purses. Yeah, but it wouldn't make sense for the mom to hide all this because she was sending pictures to Lincoln Hawk. She was sending pictures. She was sending it, and you know, one of two things could have happened: the grandpa hid everything, or she did it thinking that it was best for Michael because she knew that her father would never accept Lincoln, and it would be worse if Lincoln was in the equation because she knew Lincoln was such a badass that he'd start fucking shit up. Yeah, and it maybe, would be worse for Michael. Maybe she was... So maybe in her mind, hey, I can send pictures to Lincoln Hawk. He needs to know whose son is. But I don't want to mess Michael up. By, by Because because of my father. Right. Because like, we're in this piece of shit situation, and there's nothing I can do because he has so much money, he's going to control me no matter what. So she's already defeated. Yeah, so she um, probably hit the letters be- from Michael just because she doesn't want... Michael to know about his dad just to start a problem. She doesn't want to make the situation worse. And, you know, people sometimes make, you know, irrational decisions based on like things that are going on in their lives and they don't know. And I don't know. I can't hate her for it. I'm not real sure. We don't have a definitive answer. Yeah. So that's going on at the same time. Lincoln Hawk is selling his truck because he needs money to bet on himself. He sells his truck for seven grand. Was it seven or eight? It was seven. Seven, the, yeah. The guy who bought this truck sounds exactly like our good friend Roadkill. He does, actually, yeah. 
good friend of the pod. Yeah. He does sound just like Roadkill. So Lincoln Hawk goes and makes a bet on himself. The odds on Lincoln Hawk are twenty to one. So he bet seven grand, so he can win one hundred and forty grand. At the same time, Mike finds all the letters. He realizes his dad, you know, tried to contact him. So he's bolting. He's he's leaving the house. He's headed for Vegas. At the same time, this is all one scene with Meet Me Halfway Plan. At the same time, <laughs> Lincoln Hawk is getting weighed in. Why you're weighed in for an arm wrestling tournament makes no sense to me. But he's well. Out. You got to have every. You always got to say the stats. So, like, no matter what, anytime you're doing anything, you got to say height and weight because it just it adds to the suspense and drama. It adds to the underdogs. It adds to the champions. Like, you got to have height and weight. All right, I guess that's fair. It didn't make sense to me. Okay, guys, you just finished up part one of our two-part review for Over the Top. The original plan wasn't really to do a two-part episode, but, you know, the drink started flowing, and like we said, this is me and Jamie's favorite movie of all time. So it uh, we just couldn't stop talking about it. Um, so it's going to be broken up into two parts. Join us next week for part two. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, follow us on Instagram at Movies That Matter Pod. And help us get the word out about our new show, especially if you enjoyed it. Thanks.